Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right. Every Thursday we head in the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world. And there's no grievance that's too big or too small or too frivolous. It's your grievance. That means it's a deserved grievance, and no one can look at you. That is the thing about the lounge. You can complain about anything. You know, it's called the Luxury Lounge. The luxury is the ability to really let it air out with nobody looking at you going, well, there's bigger problems. Well, grandma's dying. Everyone's dying. You know, everyone, that's a, there's always that person. We keep them out of the lounge. We let you in to complain. And if you're on YouTube, get subscribed to the YouTube page. I love the YouTube channel. I love what we're building there. Um, slowly. We're building it slowly. You guys are slow to move, but I would love you to... Subscribe on YouTube. We put the full episodes there. I'm putting clips there. I'm putting stand-up there. Shelby, he's here. He's helping me out with the YouTube page. In addition, if you want to write in, title it Luxury Lounge. Let us know what you're talking about in the title. <coughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Title it Luxury Lounge. Shelby's going through all the emails. He's got his little nightcap on with the pom-pom at the end by candlelight. He's reading. He's got those little tiny readers that now have come back into fashion as, you know, people are wearing those, Shelby. The the tiny sunglasses. like The, the Ben Franklin. Yeah, yeah, they're like, but they're sunglasses. And they're like, they all these women walk around the West Village looking like Terminator. It's kind of crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, the look is in. So Shelby's, you know, hot on the trends. So go send it in, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com, title it Luxury Lounge. We love specificity. That is always a great complaint when they're specific and thorough and depthy. Um, also, I'm on the road. People, if you're listening right now, uh, we are a week away from having taped the special. I'm going to assume it went great because, listen, let's live in the land of positivity. So if you came to the special, if you came to any of the shows as I work towards it, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now we be, begin a new road, the new material road. I'm better, I think, loose than tight. I think that's, that works to my strengths. So if you're coming to a show, you're going to see some loose shows. Loose shows. I'm going to be in San Diego for New Year's. I'm going to be in Houston, Dallas, Toronto. And during this time, until the special lot come out, I have in my, you know, in my, in my sheath, the old jokes that you'll see on the special. So, you know, if these loose jokes don't go right, right, I can go, ah, here's here's a hot one. So don't worry. You'll be okay. You'll be laughing. Bring in the group chat. It'll be fun. San Diego, Houston, Dallas, Toronto. Um, we added a fourth show. Vegas, Perrysburg, Ohio, Irvine, California, Oklahoma City. We're adding shows all the time. Jaredfree.com. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm coming all over this great country. So, Jaredfree.com, Jaredfree.com for tickets. Also, um... The Patreon, if you love this podcast, um, we do two episodes a week extra. $5 a month, two extra episodes a week. Every Friday's a luxury lounge where I read every complaint, guaranteed. And then every Monday, I do Coffee with J-Train. What did I talk about? Today on Coffee with J-Train, I talked about doing a college show, going to Providence and doing a show for Hillel at Brown. What a time. All the Jews and their friends. It was really nice. So... You can go listen to kind of the, it's a lot of like insider stories. And, you know, sometimes on this show, this ain't the place for that. Coffee with J-Trains, one of my favorite things to do. So patreon.com slash Jared Fried. If you want to sign up for that, it's in the description of this episode. Very excited. 
Um, new to the lounge, but not new to the J Train podcast. Hilarious comic, Matthew Broussard. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to bitch and moan without right? my girlfriend judging me. Isn't it nice? Yes. Isn't it nice? Because you do have those people in your life where you go, oh, I can't complain to this person. They'll yeah. always one up me on how horrible I am. What I have with my girlfriend is I'm Jewish and she's German. Mm. So she's not that there's starving children in Ethiopia. <laughs> it's the, well, how can we fix that? What are steps we can take? Right. And that pisses me off so much. <laughs> well, that's funny because that's the, the male-female dynamic a lot of times goes that way, where the male is always like, what's the solution to this problem? Mm -hmm. And a lot of relationships, I remember I was in relationships, you'd be in relationships with like, like I, whenever I'm in a relationship, I'll be with a woman and she'll go, "I'm just sick. I'm so sick." And I'll go, Have "Water, you water, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I'm vitamin like, C, vitamin C, yeah, uh, uh, Tylenol." And they're like, "I know, I, no, that's not what they want to hear at all." And I'm yeah. like, "And I'm like, no, but then I don't care." You know, like I and it's hard. So it, it, okay, this is, yeah. Right? Like I don't know what else to do. I, no, I, what would really anger them is they would go, "I feel sick." I go, and I was like, "Water wouldn't work," so I go. Do you want to go to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing angers someone who says, I feel sick more than going, should I call the ambulance? No, they just want to sit and bitch about <laughs> right. it. Yeah. Just, and, then, then that, and then I'm like, go to the lounge. That's, not, this is, that's what this podcast is yeah. for. So you're you saying you have kind of a, a reverse of that dynamic. The German in her comes out yes. to really fix it. Let's code this. Let's, let's get this going. Right. It's the, I don't want to hear you complain if you're doing nothing about it, which is something I've had to pick up with my family now because my mom only complains it's it's a jewish mom unbelievable we i we spent a week in la together and i can't there's, there's nothing she can't complain about she came back from the gym i was like how was your workout she was terrible they don't have eight pound weights i was like Do they have fives or tens she goes yeah but they don't who doesn't have eight pound weights i'm with her i would be so mad <laughs> listen i do a workout i do like a uh, a timed workout which i'm gonna get to in my complaint um and I use 20 pound weights and I'm used to those weights and I know if I have, to, and just like your mom, if I, I, in my head, eight is the number. If I have to move to 25, I'm like, I don't know if I can finish this workout. Like, yeah. I, like I don't know if it can be done and I know it can be done. Mm -hmm. And then I get done with it. And I'm like, man, I'm fucking jacked. 25 oh, man, look pounders. At me. <laughs> Making the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is. Is it hard for your girlfriend to like be around your mom? Not, I'm sure she likes your mom, but like, because I, I go, like, my mom complains, and to me, start the show. I love the complaints of the people with no problems. Like, th that's why this podcast exists. Like, there's nothing I like. I like, it, it makes me feel so good. Like, I was walking out of, I was in Boca. I'm at my parents' like community. They have like a club, and there's a huge fitness center, like, the most beautiful fitness center I have seen. Is there, a, is there a greater disparity between Jews Fitness Center and Jews Fitness? <laughs> yeah. It's like everyone here should be jacked. Yeah. You have everything. Just people on the elliptical machine right. in full sweats like they're rocky. <laughs> There's no excuse here. Yeah. You have all the equipment, all the nutrition. Yeah. This, so I'm walking out and I'm like, just like walking out. And this woman is walking in. And as she's walking in, she goes, I hate it here. She's not even talking to anyone. Just I hate it here. Like... <laughs> Just into the air. Into the air. Just putting her complaints out there. And I was like, oh, I love you. What do you, What does your girlfriend kind of say about it? Oh, buddy. Um, so we, during the pandemic, we stayed with my mom for a month. Uh-huh. 
and my mom is like 75 she has some like pain issues so yeah. she's like she's unhealthy in that sense so some of the some of the complaints come from a very real place of, right. of physical pain and she's complaining about being alone how she's a widow and her you know her husband oh never spent God. money so now she has all this money but no one to spend it with and just constant <laughs> complaining i mean she should be writing into the lounge this is these are, that is a hilarious i love that complaint we should have spent it then yep now, water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, after, so my girlfriend made the rookie mistake of thinking she could actually help my mom's complaints oh, don't instead fix of just this. listening to yeah. it. So we were supposed to leave at the end of a month and go back up to New York. And my girlfriend said, you know what? Your mom's really not doing well. Let's go down to South Florida and show her some homes. I did some research. I found like four or five communities okay. that I think would be great. And we took, we spent two or three, we drove down for like eight hours and um, two or three days of just looking at different places, all amazing, all, yeah. you know, 55 and up communities. Right. And my mom had a complaint about each one. Oh, the noise, or you have to share a wall with this person. It's hot. <laughs> the lake is ugly. The fitness center isn't nice. And you can see my girlfriend just like really being defeated by each of these losses. Right. And we finish all of them. My mom likes none of them. We're just driving up a Florida highway. You've just done eight hour drive to show her places yeah. that she should love. Yes. Yeah. It, it was a, a, a labor of love on my girlfriend's right. part. It was such an appreciated thing to see her try to help my mom because everyone who knows my mom is done trying to help her. <laughs> yeah, right. um, and we're driving back and my mom's complaining about all of it. I can see my girlfriend just kind of getting like annoyed because a complaint starts to sound like an insult. Right. After it, enough it, time. It, 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 it is disregarding your effort. Yes. Yeah. And my girlfriend kind of bites back uh -oh. and my mom bites back on her. And I think my mom insults me and my girlfriend gets very defensive when my, my mom right. insults me. And all I remember was my mom saying, I gave you him. You wouldn't oh. have him without me. Oh and God. then I can't remember what was said, but it ended with, you can get out of the car. My mom goes, fine. And we go from 70 miles an hour to zero miles an hour on the shoulder of a Florida highway with my mom storming out the car. That is like, the for anyone listening from Florida, you're like, that is scary. Scary. Florida highways, there's something about, they drive like, wild people there mm -hmm. they're very wide people are going faster than you've ever seen someone go on a highway before and the flow of traffic is just fast the slowest lane in florida is the fastest lane in ohio i promise you that so your girlfriend was like get out yeah screeched to a halt get the fuck out the car and she and she got and out. my mom stormed out the car <laughs> how do you get her back in my girlfriend realized what had happened and uh they resolved it but it was did you get involved no, in my mind, <laughs> it was great to see them fight each other. You right. know that feeling where I'm like, oh, yeah, fight I'm always the middleman between this fight. It was so great to see. For a moment, I was like, oh, I feel special. They're fighting over me. And right. then I was like, oh, this went terribly wrong. I So there was a point in my life where I would ask friends how their significant other gets along with their mom. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how ill-equipped men are to handle this battle to even be a referee, to even get involved. Like, it, because you'd see men, I'd have male friends that were like, they get along, great. And then the first thing they would say, they go, thank God. <laughs> and then the people who said they don't get along, they would go, it's tough. It's just tough. And I would go, well, what's tough? They go, I just don't involve myself. And with, you could tell with, they were just, they, they didn't know how to handle bringing these two together. And then the people who, 
it worked out. They're like, thank God I don't have to do anything because I wouldn't know what to do anyway. This is the mediator. This is between the this girlfriend and the This is the man, parents. yeah, the man mm-hmm. in in the middle of those two. Because I would ask them, I'm like, How, what's the relationship like? Do they get along? And like, it was one or the other. There was no in between. There was no like good days and bad days. You know, they get along, they like each other, they fight. No, no, no. It was like two, every man just looked like they had no ability Mm-hmm. in this situation. So it's interesting to hear. It came out how it came out. Yeah, it was the, gonna it, be. It's gonna work how it's gonna work. So yeah. I would love to, your mom needs to write into the lounge. I think she'd be a great participant. I'll I'll get, yeah, I'll transcribe for her. <laughs> right, everyone. I don't, I don't need her trying to write into you because then I have to help her find the email address <laughs> and that's a fight. <laughs> I know it too well. Everyone go follow Matthew Broussard at Monday Punday on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the good stuff. You were talking before we started. You bombed in front of Olivia Munn. Yes. I think that's a fucking... I, I tried to think of, like, what's the, the person I've bombed in front of? I brought, there's definitely someone out there. I think it was Josh Groban. <laughs> I think I bombed in front of Josh Groban. Are you a fan? No, but he was at the cellar, and mm-hmm. I remember I hosted, and someone, like, when you're at the cellar, you know, they come up to you, they go, Josh Groban's here, and they're like, he's wearing the Josh Groban hat, like the knit cap with, like, the little tiny brim. Oh, I'm picturing Jason Mraz for some reason. It was, it, it's a Mraz-ish hat uh-huh. on a Groban. Okay. So he's sitting in the crowd, and I'm like, okay, I'm hosting. And I remember hosting and being, and, like, it was going so badly. Like, there's people lined up for the bathroom, and I'm, like, pulling. And, and when you know you're bombing and you want to do well, you go into more material. You stiffen up. It's, like, yes. the opposite of what you should do. It's the boa constrictor. Yeah, you, you score totally. more. Yeah, Right, and then it gets tighter and tighter mm-hmm. and tighter. And all I could think was, God damn it, Groban's going to hate me. And I just remember, like, people, like, killing on the mm-hmm. show. And I was like, they're probably going to be best friends with Josh Groban now. What happened with Elizabeth Munt? Um, we were uh, – I was at the Montreal Comedy Festival 2015. Yes. I was pretty – I think I was – must have been four years into comedy. And I did the roast battle. They signed me up for the roast battle. This is when was, the roast battle was at its height. Like, there, this it is was, roasting was in. It was like boxing in the 90s. Right. It was so big. So what happened And you was, were, you're a great roaster. You're a great joke writer. This is like, did you feel like, oh my God, this is matched up with my, my skill? It was my first time roast battling. Really? I had, I had done you it once before it, and lost. This t- so what happened was it was they signed me so I was doing new faces and they're like every new face they try to give you another spot they couldn't find me a spot so they gave me a roast battle to do I went up against uh, the late and great Jack Knight the first night and we were both trying to lose because it was so much pressure because it was a bracket it was 16 uh, and then if you win four times you win the whole thing right and uh, <clears throat> we both wanted to lose but it was taped and it went on Comedy Central like live it no no like- no this was not live okay. this was kind of the sizzle version where it was just an event at the festival it's gotcha. what got it to be a TV show got because it. of the success because when it became a TV show it was very cool it because big. it would be like the night they would shoot it live to tape like it mm-hmm. would like go on so it did feel like a live event which made it have a different feel to it so this was the the it, year before that happened yes okay. it was also not just live to tape it was live the one right, i did yeah right. the final um so it was the last event of the night montreal they have like what like 100 shows a day it right. feels like uh, a for a month and this was the last event of the night so it had no conflicts so everyone would finish their shows and come to this this show and watch uh and it's eminem it's the it's the mm-hmm. ru- it's the rap battle everyone's just huddled around yeah someone said it's like watching street fighter with your friends oh i love yeah. it and i did the first night wanda sykes was judging michael che was judging and i didn't lose hard enough 
So I moved on, and I didn't. I didn't want to keep going because it was so much work. I wanted to party. I wanted to do my sets. Uh, next night I went again. Third night I went again, uh, and then I'm on to the fourth night against Jimmy Carr, which is the final. And now like everyone's on my side because I'm this underdog, right? This you're young this, comic, the new face. People are, like handing me jokes to do. I'm, I'm, I'm. And I've kind of like lost my mind with fatigue and pressure. Right. And I write a bunch of bad jokes for Jimmy Carr, and I just died. I got like defensive on stage. Uh, At one point, Jeff worse. goes, "Matthew, are you are you okay? You look angry." In the middle of a Jeff Ross, the meanest guy ever, right. is like, "Are you are you sure you're? Is this too much pressure for you?" You're, live audience. And oh, there's no worse look than angry yeah, on stage. Nothing, nothing, yeah. like, and nothing worse than getting defensive in a roast battle. That's right. It's such a rookie mistake. If anyone insults you, you just try to flip. You absorb it and then flip it back on them. Right. Never like, hey, that's not true. No, right. I've actually been on TV more times than that. <laughs> what? How is that going to make you look funny? Right, right. Um, and it was the last. By the last night, it was just the event of the festival. Agents couldn't get in. Olivia Mom was in the audience. Um, Carrie Elways. The, oh yeah, the, the guy, Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah, uh, Chappelle was judging. There were so many. Chappelle's judging. Yeah. He, I, 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 yeah. I listen, and it's funny because it's funny that you think of a like. There's one person that like represents that night. Yeah, it's not Chappelle as much as it's. Well, Elizabeth. I just remember one joke bombed, and I'm looking at the audience, and I just look out, and that's when I realized it was Olivia Munn. <laughs> just, just no smile on her face. And then years later, I worked with her again. I go, hi, I think I think we uh, might have in interacted at a roast battle in Montreal. And she was like, I don't remember. I'm like, thank God. Oh, my God. Don't you're you like, love when you meet someone again and it's their first time? Right. You're like, that's a relief. Perfect. Yeah. Well, listen, everyone go follow Matthew Broussard at Monday Punday. Hilarious comic. He is going to be in Detroit for New Year's Eve. So if you're in Detroit area, go check out his shows. He's got a whole weekend of shows. And go follow him on social media. You're going to love everything he does. Um, let's get to the complaints. Uh, I'll do my complaint first. Is that yeah. okay? Hit the music, Shelby. Jared, he has some problems. Jared, he's got some issues to do. Get off his chest right now. Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? Before getting to the complaint, we are sponsored. If you've got at least one holiday party coming up that you want to look your absolute best for, for chic and comfortable shoes that can be easily dressed up or dressed down, and for any kind of seasonal gathering, shop Rothy's. I love Rothy's. I was just in Boca, as I was talking about before. I keep a pair of Rothy's there. Here's the thing. We're talking about moms complaining. My number one mom complaint that I get from my mom is you look sloppy. You don't look right. You got to dress right. You got to dress right for the occasion. I slap on those Rothy's. She is happy, loves them. I feel good. They feel good. Everyone's happy about the Rothy's. I have these driving shoes and they're like camo. So they look young and hip and I can wear them with khakis. I can wear them with jeans. Just like they say, dress them up, dress them down. Any occasion, you're good to go. Self Magazine named the original slip-on sneaker the best slip-on sneaker. They also make insanely comfortable loafers, ankle boots, and more. With so many styles, you'll never worry about getting brand new shoes each season ever again. Plus, all their products are machine washable, which means they keep looking great through the new year and beyond. Get stylish shoes, versatile and durable enough to wear all the time with Rothy's. 
Rothy's. Get $20, $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash JTrain. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash JTrain. All right, here's my complaint. I go outside to the field to work out. There's a field right on the West Side Highway. It is a four-minute walk away. I bring weights, the 20-pound weights I talk mm. about. I got them, put them on my shoulder, walk them out. That's kind of part of the workout, yeah. too. Get a nice work, you know, a little walk grip with strength. the weights. Yeah. Grip strength. I get out there, and this time of year, that gets a little harder. It gets a little diff- more difficult. You got dr- to bundle up. You gotta, and I went early this morning. So I was like... Okay, I put on my clothes last night because I'm taping the special on Thursday. So I'm like, let's get up early. Let's get our workout done. Let's get the podcast done. Great. So I get all bundled up, put my sweatshirt on. I think when you work out outside, you understand there's a time limit on this. I can't go sit down, scroll my phone for a half hour because that's a half hour of my fingers just getting colder. I bring gloves and stuff. But still, you want to be out there, get the workout done, get out of there. I don't want to be freezing cold. I also work out with Forzag. Everyone should go follow Forzag. If, especially if you travel, if you want to do workouts on the road, it's always, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, not to plug him, but I'm so happy with what he gives me. He gives me a 45 minute workout, beginning, middle, and end. There's a, there's a six minute warm up. He does it every, uh, every, every workout. Then there's like a five minute set, a six minute set. Then he slows it down for a more strength building set that's like seven minutes. And then he ends with like a five to six minute, like, time thing it's like a game at the end so i i know the structure that comforts me i know that the different fillables will be in the structure but also my brain goes on the shelf much like when you listen to this podcast you put your brain on the shelf let someone else take the wheel i take the wheel for you right now forzag takes the wheel for me at forzag go follow i set up my phone i put on my gloves i got my big beanie hat on i'm all bundled up there's a guy four feet away starts setting up four feet away Setting up his camera. He's got a skateboard. He's taken out. He's got a very nice camera, putting on his headphones. He looks like he's about to shoot something. Suddenly, I'm into my the warm-up bit, the six-minute beginning, and he comes up to me. He takes one headphone out, and he goes, hey, man, doing some filming down by the field. And it's like, and I go, no, 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 no. Sorry, man. Timed workout. Yeah. And he goes, oh, oh, okay, sorry, never mind. I can't understand the idea, the narcissism that comes and I, that comes with seeing someone work out. It's freezing cold. The idea that I have time in thirty-three degree uh, cold weather to stop a workout. To hang with you in the middle of it. I'm already working out. I'm doing, you know, snake walks. I'm doing push-ups. To go, hey, excuse me. I was like, what? What did he want to do with you? I have no idea. Move you? I I guess so. I think he wanted to interview me or tape me, and I go, and I I didn't even get into it with him. I was just so mad Mm -hmm. at the idea that you see someone who's like in a thing, and you're like, well, I have my thing. Mm -hmm. They and he left me and went to another woman who was working out with bands, and she did stop, and I was like, if I, I was like, and what it makes me feel bad as as an artist, we need a certain amount of narcissism to be able to like say, hey, look at me. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you wonder, how many times have I done that to someone else's debt? How many times have I been like, turn off the TV in the bar. We don't need the football game. We got a stand-up show. And it's like, no, 
No one wants to stop their life for your fucking filming thing. Mm-hmm. You, if you see someone moving along with their life, you don't go up to them. Hey, don't even make me think about that, right? Yeah, yeah. I just I'm so offended by the the when I work out the clock is God. You're so right. And 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 I usually so I, I one of my things I do is I swim at uh, at the YMCA and, yeah. and the I do it, it has to be interval workouts. If right. I'm not stuck, if I I have to give myself a time and even if it's a little cruel, I have to stick to that time. Well, I, I don't want to miss it by a second. I swam in high school even though mm. I don't look like a swimmer, <laughs> but I swam in high school and you're right, it's all about the clock. It's all the clock and and there's that holy thing of like uh the brain on the shelf of like I am I am his slave. Right. That clock is, I, I is work God. for the clock. I work for the clock. Right. And, and if you add five seconds to this, the whole thing's ruined. I start my workouts every way. I do a 200 freestyle swim, just loosen up. And then I do, I put on fins and I do 1050s on a minute. The first, so, the first length is underwater recovery back. So 1050s on a minute, if I remember correctly, is there and back mm-hmm. under a minute. Whatever you get under a minute, that's your rest. Yes. So then, so I know this. So, because yeah. I, I used to swim. There'd be, and that's exactly what it, that's. It's basically every swimming workout's a hit workout. Yes, every and, single. And one. so I do hit workout. That's what I'm doing outside. Mm-hmm. So there's certain ones I like doing. I remember liking doing, you know, fifty, and then you get thirty second rest. Like yes. I love when the rest was already I, when the rest wasn't built in. When you got the minute to go, and then you're like, you get whatever you get. I was always behind. I was always like, oh my god. And I then sometimes, and then sometimes they'd be like, you just keep going. Yeah. If you missed your time, you have to go for the next one. You never stop. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. You have to. You have <laughs> to so make that hard. calculation of: Do I go harder for more rest, or do I, or do I go slow? But then I don't get to catch my breath. Right. And imagine and, someone coming up to the pool mm-hmm. and going, "Hey, I'm doing a documentary yep. on um, fish, and I just want to see if humans relate." And you're like, "Get the fuck out of here! You're wasting my rest time. You're wasting. You are good. You're, you're cutting into. You're cutting in my oxygen." Because right. to talk to you, I'm doing underwater. So the first length of the 50 is you don't come up for air. You swim all yes. the way underwater, hit the wall, then take a breath and push right off. This, you're so right. if you're talking, if you're asking me about how to split the lane, I'm like, I need every breath between now and when I push off again. So man, I literally, if someone's getting in the lane, I'll see them, I'll go like this, meaning split. Or mm-hmm. like this, if I see someone else getting in, I'll be cognizant of who's walking to the pool, who's getting in what lane. Right. Because I want every second of that. During this moment where I don't have to think, I, I go to the pool to not have to think to right. turn my brain off, and, and the pain <laughs> is the pain is loud enough that I don't think about how depressed I am or how my career is not going well or how I hate this in my right. life. It's the I don't I don't have room to complain. Th- that well, that's the whole part about working out is that you don't have a moment to go. Did I offend them mm-hmm. by not doing their documentary about leaves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And, it's and, great. And, and that entered my it brain. It jams up the frequencies. You know, yeah. you're right. I didn't think about it this way. That guy on the field tried to murder me. He was taking <laughs> away my breath. Peace. It's <laughs> even though it's painful. It's it's peaceful. Right. No, I I need that. It, it, it is especially. You know, they say working out is good for your mental health. It's because, I mean, listen. It, it is funny that like I get hungry and I'm like, uh, it, I I'll go work out first and then I'll eat, mm-hmm. and then I go work out and I'm like. Man, you weren't that hungry. Mm-hmm. Like you're just thinking on it, yep. and it's like it's crazy how the mind works in that way. Let's go to your complaint. Hit the music. It's the guest's turn to complain. <laughs> so glad you hired a professional singer. You're right. To jump in. Not cheap. 
Not cheap. Not cheap. These these singers. Tish. Tish getting the the studio time. Mm -hmm. You know, making sure that we have the proper you know mixing mixing and sound panels, things of that nature. It's you know, listen. I spare no cost for this podcast. Listeners know that. To have some fun and complain with you. Let's Thank hear you. that complaint. See how I scat a little bit like the Fraser? Toss salad and scrambled <laughs> eggs. This has been a serious frustration in my life. Can't wait. The worst part of the pandemic for me is now you can't pour your own cream at most places. It So this is unbelievable to me. They moved. They took the opportunity. To, it's like they were waiting for a pandemic mm-hmm. to take away the milk and sugar station. Yes. I, I didn't know it was such a, I didn't know that either the homeless or the hungry were coming in and just chugging Splendor. <laughs> because it can only mean just that. snorting half and half. <laughs> right. right. That can only be the reason because you're, you're right, they've taken it away. So you, you're a cream user. I am. I'm extremely particular. I love black coffee. Uh, or Sorry, not black coffee. I like right. good Strong coffee. Okay. I'll do a pour over if they have it. I love yep. Ethiopian beans. I'm the guy at the at the barista saying, where are the beans from? I love it. I I'm love really it. into it is, coffee. It is such a douchey thing to go, where are the beans from? And they go, oh, they're from uh, Seattle. I'm like, no, they're not. No, you have they're to from put- South America or <laughs> Africa. You have to put aside someone here. That's how much you like coffee. I love I love, it. I love That's it. how much you love it, that you're like, I don't care who hears this. I don't care. No, I I, I need to know where these I, beans are. And I know are. what I look like. I'll throw on an ascot. <laughs> I don't care. I don't fair care what you trade? think of me. How do you feel about fair trade? I don't care about that. I, yeah. I, I do... I like I unfair do, trade. That's, a, that's <laughs> hey, I'm that's yeah. not fair. Right, no, Give me that, my beans back. A, oh, that tastes good. <laughs> uh, I like. I, I don't mind single origin. I like. I'm curious how they make the beans. Like I, all those. I, gotta, I can we'll, start to we'll, taste. All we're going to talk about a coffee company after okay. we're done because I think that you'll enjoy if you don't know them already. Cometeer, have you heard of that? I haven't. I'm excited well, yeah, to try it's, them. It's it's very cool. They tried to sponsor here, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But. They were talking. I I got a coffee lesson, mm-hmm. and I learned about like good coffee versus bad coffee, and how we're tasting the wrong coffee. And it's like if you do take an interest in it, yes, it is. It becomes a world that becomes like like anything else, like craft beer, yep. and it becomes like you know uh, you know teas. And uh-huh. it, there's a there's a whole world. Yeah, I've read two books on coffee. I'm, really? I'm really yes. It's because I don't drink. Okay. I just don't enjoy drinking very okay. much, and the health the health reasons is just not very interesting to me. I get heartburn. Uh, I don't do drugs. Uh, never tried coke. I'm not into uh, like Molly or anything. So now you get to. Se- I like that you've separated Molly from drugs. I would put that in drugs. Oh, say as an example, <laughs> well, coke and Molly. Um, no, but I would say weed. I can't really do because here's the one thing you can't do. You can't tell people coffee's my drug. It is, though. It's my experience. <laughs> so I also just kicked the nicotine addiction. I was addicted to Zen for a year. To what? Zen. Uh, not, I'm not trying to glorify this, but it's these nicotine pouches. Non-tobacco, well, how do you get like into Snoo. that? I don't know, man. I just bought it at a gas station on a road trip like a year and a half ago, and I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. Real, and immediately I, addicted. It took about a, year a month and a half or ago, two to adult. ramp up. I remember growing up, my dad was like, it is really kind of crazy to gain an addiction like in later your, in life. In your 30s, like, dude. Yeah, in your 30s to like go, yeah, let me try it. Like, it, it is. It, I was up to five a day. 
Really? Six milligrams. Would Sometimes you ever do milligrams. dip? Would this you... is this is stuff you put in your lip. It's a little white thing. You don't have to spit. I've I've done sets with it in my mouth. I I've used kissed to do my that girlfriend with, with it in my mouth. The, what was it? The taste? It was just the, uh, the high. It's a, nicotine's a wonderful high. I I didn't. Wow. It's my favorite drug. I got wow. so addicted to it so fast. It clears your mind. You can write better. And then the second the high disappears, you want it so bad right really? away. Just one after the other all day. I've never gotten into nicotine because I could never inhale a cigarette. So go on about the coffee. You... So cof- now now that I'm trying to kick it, coffee is really important. That's a lot of a lot of people right. who kick nicotine are like, I had to just up my coffee. I had to let coffee be my, well, ni- my to cigarette. To me, coffee is a, is a thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like I like coffee as an experience. Like oh, I'll leave. It's a ritual. We'll, yeah, we'll get done with this. I'll go to the. I have like four coffee places that I frequent. Like mm-hmm. I and I know people who work there mm-hmm. just from going so much. So like I do understand the need, and especially comedian on the road, coffee kind of becomes a great time filler. It's a great way to explore a city too. I want right. to find. I, I search Ethiopian coffee or pour over coffee because <laughs> I want to find a place that's like really bougie. Okay, if they sell food, they're probably not as good. If they're just right. a coffee place. So what's your complaint? So my complaint is that I'm not a, a full coffee snob because I like a little bit of cream. Right. A little bit of cream. Very not Jewish of you. No, but I need a little bit. I need a little bit. Black, just a, a little too a bitter. Touch. But a touch kind of unlocks a little more texture and gotcha. flavor. But I don't want a lot of cream. Right. I'd rather no cream than a lot of cream. And but I asked for a little bit of cream, and then they gave me a lot. You ever, you ever ask for? A, I go a little bit. I go a whisper. I'll say. I'll, right. I literally say this now. I go the smallest amount of cream you've ever poured. It is. It, it becomes. I totally understand what you're saying. I totally agree because you're now putting this responsibility onto someone else. It's a game of telephone. Mm-hmm. You're losing translation. We don't realize just because you and I speak English doesn't mean we speak the same language. Yep. So what you're doing is what I do as well. When you say the smallest amount of cream you've ever, you're just searching for translation. Yes. You're searching for how do I get the thing I see in my head into that person's head. And it's not about a smart, stupid thing. It's just about what you deem a little and what they deem a little. Yep. So I have this issue because it's, I get Americanos. Uh-huh. So Americano is espresso and water. You know why That's it's called it. that? Why is it called that? Because during World War II, Americans' troops stationed in, I believe, Italy would order a coffee and they would bring out an espresso. They go, no, I want a, a coffee. What is this? And they're like, stupid Americano. So they just dump it in hot water being like, is this what you want? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's an insulting term. Well, it's so funny because stupid Americano, I am halfway between dumb Midwestern need, where's my coffee? Yeah. And big gulp. Big gulp. It's got to be a lot. I want a liter of coffee. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm somewhere between liter of coffee dummy Mm -hmm. and Italian, give me una espresso. Like mm-hmm. fancy pants, sugar cubes, because, tiny spoons, right? Yeah. Oh, and I like a little bit of water. Yeah. So I've been, but I say a little bit of water, and they go, and you can see people's like react, like what? Yeah. What's what does that mean? So now I've had to say half as much water as you would usually do. I feel your pain. I do. That, that must lead to I, so much frustration. It's the same exact thing you're talking about. Here's what kills me. You were saying it's trying to translate. It's not even that, dude. So many times I'll go. A little bit of cream, the smallest amount, a whisper of cream. I'll say it three different ways. They go, got it. Coffee with cream? Right, right. They and turn you, around and you're like, yeah, you think. And here's the other thing. Do you have places you frequent? Yes, they yeah. know. They well, know. All of them know. Well, I have places Minus I frequent. one person. I'm training them. I, yeah, well, that's the thing. You have to train these people. There's a new you girl. Go, yeah. You go, 
I have to repeat the order every time and I feel like a dick because mm-hmm. I know they know. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I don't know if you know. Yeah. I don't know where in this group someone... Here's the worst part for me is when I look at a barista, I will size them up <laughs> on gender, race, size, age. Which, okay, which race, gender, which... What what disappoints you with their coffee pour the most? You, listen, we can be controversial here on the J. Who who doesn't listen to this order the most? I will just say if it's a Gwyneth Paltrow looking person and really? I say a little bit of cream, I think they are on my level. <laughs> if you're some bougie Whole Foods tote bag type of person, <laughs> you're swimming with the I'm current. I'm not going to jump in this, but you know. Right. <laughs> you can you can make any assumptions White you want. White woman who looks like she listens to uh, coffee house music. And kisses her chihuahua on the mouth. She's yeah. gotcha. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. Let's go to the complaints. Hit, uh, we're in the luxury lounge. Go follow Matthew Broussard at Monday Punday. Hilarious comic. Going to be in Detroit. New Year's Eve. Also, a co- New Year's Eve is on a Saturday this year. Ooh, yeah. So we got, you probably have more shows there. There's other shows. You can go Thursday, you know, Friday. Cookie power ranking. I like this a little different here in the lounge. Mm-hmm. Hey, J Train and guests, please let the public know your top five all time favorite kinds of cookies. I'm high and looking at cookie Instagrams. Do you have a favorite cookie? Yeah, I have a I have a dark horse in this race. Go for it. Oatmeal chocolate chip. He, Mr. Broussard, I, I, I that it's was a good roll, or bad. It was a roller coaster of emotions for me. Oatmeal. The minute an oatmeal has chocolate chip, you're like, thank you. Who I, says? Why do we have to separate the chocolate chip from the oatmeal? It's always one or the other. It is we. The country is divided enough. Mm-hmm. And every time there's an oatmeal and I don't see, I go, why haven't we put these two together? Why are they commingled? Why are oatmeal and raisin? We, we, they're so together that you thought when I said oatmeal, I was going to say raisin. Right. And I was, uh, was going to go, no, 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 that's not the one I want. Boo. Every time it's an oatmeal raisin, I wish the raisin was a chocolate chip. Yeah, and then it's so good. The texture of oatmeal makes cookies so good. You're right. It's a different texture. It's a different thing altogether. It's it, drier it, and crumbly. Right, right. And if it's done, I love. Okay, so mine. The it's funny with these things. We all try to be special. Mm-hmm. We all try to have like the interesting take. The chocolate chip cookie. It's great. You can't beat it. And here's the reason. Just like the oatmeal chocolate chip, it can be made in different ways. Mm-hmm. You ever have like the smash burger version of the oatmeal chocolate chip or the or the chocolate chip cookie where it's like a smashed out crunchy cookie? No. It can be a soft cookie. It could be a big, hard, thick cookie. If it's chocolate chip, it's working. Yes. It's working. I don't even understand. I know crumbles. Crumble has become a thing where they're doing new cookie reveals every week. Oh. It's like a chain that's around the country. And then I see some of the crumble reveals and it's like, there's like a like a key lime pie on top of a cookie, and you're like, "What have we done? What? Just have the pie. <laughs> you didn't even want a cookie. The cookie, it, 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 it is. I, it's how old conservatives feel about marriage. I mean, you're like, we do it's, it's one way. Why are we trying to make it new ways? <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> Chocolate chip. I think Oreos don't get the play they should get. Or don't are good. talk enough about Oreos. Have just been around for so long. I think a Snickerdoodle can go fuck itself. Really? Shelby's disappointed right away. Shelby, I said Snickerdoodle. He thought I was going positive. He went like this, and I, I, I Snicker. You like a Snickerdoodle? Soft. You don't like it because of the name. Fair. Yeah, the marketing for Snickerdoodle. I feel like a ridiculous person when I say Snicker Snickerdoodle. Like it's hard to uh, order one and sounding like an adult. Right. Yeah. I'll have a Snickerdoodle. Yeah. No. It's maybe that's it. 
put that in the special. <laughs> Me too. The snickerdoodle bit. Yeah, you're right. I think they're good. They're just not as good as chocolate chip. Sugar cookie? No, I'm out. I'm having sugar cookie because there's no other cookies left. Yeah, I wouldn't pick it, but I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I like most cookies. I like um, well, actually, oatmeal I, chocolate chip. I think is a great pull because it's different enough and it uh-huh. keeps me in that chocolate chip zone. You know what I don't like? M M&M and M cookies. No, no, I don't, I don't know like why we're doing that. It feels like we're straddling for no reason. It, Just it, go with the chocolate chip. M M&M and M is like it's like war chocolate. Like I want something <laughs> that actually melts. I want something that's not stable at room temperature. War chocolate. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Luxury Lounge. Complaint. Kitchen in the middle of the office. Papa JT, I'm back with another luxury complaint. I am beyond frustrated. I work in an office with about 40 to 50 people, and the kitchen is located directly in the middle of the office. And once it hits 12 p.m., everyone is heating up their food in the microwave or toaster oven. Not only does the smell diffuse around the entire office, but there's always someone who wants to heat up their leftover fish from last night. To make matters worse, there's no cafeteria or area outside the office to eat your lunch, so everyone just eats at their desk. The constant stench of food makes me nauseous, and my company should really look into creating some form of cafeteria and or ban people from bringing in smelly food it's really gross what do we think i have a complaint about that complaint Please. That, that it's too good of a complaint it's, that's not minor that's a serious right that sucks th- that sucks and, and it's not even that the food's disgusting it's that it's food yes it's, it's i am in a place of no food and now it's been brought to the the smell has become food like M- the, sugar is always welcome. I, there was cookies in your hallway when I walked down here. Different always sto- different right. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But savory. Meats, I guess sa- you're right. Savory is going to be off putting. That's the thing. You you know, there are some places. It's like other people's music. You're like, I don't right. care if it's good music. I want my music or no music. <laughs> right. You're totally right. And it's like, you don't want to walk in. You, there are places that are glade. I want to smell glade fresh. Yes. I want freshness. I want sheets. I want sugar. I want I want holiday smells. It's the I, contemporary jazz of smells. Absolutely. It's the elevator music of smells. Right. Yes. This is something that's going to be pleasant no matter where mm-hmm. I'm at. No one and loves the, it, but no one, uh, everyone likes it. No one loves it. Right. Yeah. I don't want to walk. It's the Adam Levine of. Right. This, this is <laughs> glade fresh sticks of the Adam Levine yes. of smells. And unless you're a young woman who is approaching over DM, but that's another yes. story. Here's the thing. I don't want to walk in the office and have it smell like grandma's on Thanksgiving Day. That's disgusting. If I smell mashed potatoes in a non-mashed potato place, uh, I am disgusted. Especially when it's, or, or any mix of two smells. I mean, that's what's happening in this company, yeah. this cafeteria. There, anyone can come in. So someone will be like, ah, oh, it's Chinese for me. And someone else is like, well, it's uh, cheeseburger day for me. And now you get a mix of Chinese and cheeseburger. Duh. This is a fusion no one asked for. Smell, I was thinking about this last week. Smell is so weird because if, let's say you have a landlord situation with noise, mm. you can go out and, and measure the decibels of that noise. Right. Right. Lights, you can say it, it's this bright at mm-hmm. night and take a picture of it. Right. Smells, you, there is no metric to indicate how bad a smell is unless right. you're there smelling it. Right. So someone's like, oh yeah, it smells really bad. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And then if you actually witness the smell, you're like, oh my God, how do you well, deal with this? Well, that's the thing. There's always the, well, I think it's great person. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that smells delicious. So these people are emboldened. And you can't, it's just different smell. If it's a savory smell, it's bad. Yeah. If, if you're in an office and smelling savory, there's been a mistake. This is horrible. And honestly, it's it's the company. We've They've said, everyone come back to work. And it's like, We'll come back to work, but there's there should be some sort of open campus thing going on. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. If you're going to have lunch, get out of here. Don't encourage this madness. Yes. 
So just eat a cold lunch. Do a turkey sandwich. Also, how about no lunch at all? How about get the fuck your shit done as soon as possible so you can get out and be with your family? That's the thing. This is encouraging people to linger around. Yeah. No, 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 get out of here. We're get trying your to build done. culture. No, no, no. Office culture. Get fuck your, your culture. shit done. Get the fuck out. Have your turkey dinner at home. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored. Finding the perfect suit is impossible, but finding a suit that's perfect for you is simple thanks to Indochino. Choose every detail on a suit, shirt, dinner jacket, and more for fully custom pieces at affordable prices that may surprise you. Here's what I'll say. It says, give a personal endorsement. I am going to endorse the act of getting something made for your body. You can't just go to the rack, pick a large, and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. That's not comfortable. Sometimes you're in between sizes. I'm taping the special. I left nothing to chance. I got a shirt made for the special, made for my body. Minute one, put it on. I was like, oh, my God. It's like it was knit for me because it was. It was made for me. There was going to be no thought of, will it fit? How will I look? When you get it measured to your body, it looks like it's for you, like the way you imagined it in your head. That's how we all want to look. We don't, you, know, you know how you look. You're disgusting. <laughs> you know what you look like, but in your mind's eye, you have an idea of what you look like, and then you see the clothes on, you go, oh, that's not how I thought. When it's made for you from Indochino, it is made for your body. You're gonna see the thing that was in your head. Every suit is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every, also, as far as thoughtful gifts are concerned, this is the most thoughtful. Create a suit that fits you and your perfect your style perfectly. They offer options for fabrics, lapel shapes, custom monograms, and more. The best part, Indochino suits start from just $449 and shirts from $89. So, you're getting a suit made, and you're going, well, is it a cheap suit? No, no, no. This is a suit that is going to be made for your body, and they've taken out the middleman. You're not going down to the, you know, the tailor to get this done, and you're not going to the, you know, they got all the claws and all that stuff. Indochino also uh, offers completely custom-fitted shirts, casual wear, and more. Get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. There's always They're always adding new pieces and options so you can stay on trend and style. Design your perfect suit with Indochino. Get 10 10 10 10 dollars off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using promo code JTRAIN at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Com's promo code JTRAIN. Here with Matthew Broussard. At Monday, Punday, go follow, go, go right now on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Luxury Lounge, Pots and Pans in the Fridge. Mm. JTRAIN, I didn't find this as a luxury issue, but then you brought it up about when you, you were a child and left behind on vacation, and the sitter put the pots and pans in the fridge with leftovers. My husband does the same thing. He does, he does most of the cooking, and I've asked him to switch food to Tupperware to put in the fridge like I do. He doesn't see the need to dirty another container, but I do the dishes. I would rather wash leftovers from a Tupperware because it's easier because that's what they're made for, not our nice pots and pans that are being damaged. We also sometimes need to use the same, uh, bu- same pot before all the leftovers are eaten from the cookware. I'm, I'm slowly getting him to, to put leftovers in, leftovers in Tupperware instead of cookware or bowls or plates, but it's a slow process. Thank you for letting me air this grievances, grievance, scrubbing off day-old food from fancy cookware. What do you think? Pots yeah. and pans in the fridge. I mean, there's two issues. A, a pot takes up a lot more space in right. the fridge. And we have it's not economical. Long, yeah. The, the handle is sticking out the door. And you right. Gotta, yeah. It's, it, our, our fridge is always very crowded. 
Anyway, so I hate that part of it. Right. And then we have one pan that we have to that I use like every day. So yeah, th- 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 this is just wrong. It's mm-hmm. not how we should live as a society. It is. It also just looks like you've given up. Yeah. It looks like you've gotten you cooked in the pan. You you took some out and then you're like ah uh, and you just threw it in. Mm-hmm. You you go oh, I'll go to bed and we'll fix it in the morning. There's nothing about a pot in the fridge that makes me think this family's doing well. Yeah. It, that makes me think that everyone has it together. It makes me think you guys are working yourself to the bone. <laughs> so you're so tired that you can't even lift a ladle to move the things from pot to and it's like, "Oh, and you can't even wash the pots." It's just they, you know, all of it looks lazy. I will say pots better than pans. The handle on a pan is right. really unacceptable. And there's also something really nice about having food organized nicely and we have all this good Tupperware, different sizes, different lids. Right. It looks so pretty. Right. And that's like those it, Japanese TikTok videos. I totally understand what you're saying and it makes you want to keep it in there longer. Yeah. To me, Food in the pot, I'm like, that's got 12 hours. Mm-hmm. In the Tupperware, I got a couple days working yeah, there. Yeah, the air seal. Right. It's also a really good feeling when you make rice for the week. And you just have it waiting. Mm-hmm. Now you Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Instagram green dot. Jtrain and guests. Love the podcast. Cannot wait to see you in Richmond. Well, I've already been. I hope you enjoyed the show. I love scrolling Instagram during the workday. Sometimes I'm stressed and need an effortless distraction, which usually involves a few minutes of scrolling and watching other stories. I get paranoid that others I work with can see the green dot that signifies I'm active on the app during work hours. I work from home and like to feel like and like to feel a twinge of social interaction via social media, but this feature of tracking and displaying when I'm active makes me self-conscious. Why can't I anonymously scroll without my followers knowing I am active during work hours? Thanks for the safe space. Let me gram in peace. There's got to be a way to turn this off, right? Yes. But also if they see it, aren't they also online? Did they right, have to be right, on there? right. Yeah. I, I, I don't think. I, listen, I understand. I don't think everyone's watching each other, being like, "Oh, that person's Instagramming mm-hmm. on company dollars." Like, I don't think that's happening. But I do understand these things were created. I, I have like a lot of opinions on this. Actually, mm-hmm. like this, like bothers me that the idea that we're that green dot doesn't exist for you. It exists for someone else's anxiety that is worried that you may, that that needs to be coddled to let them know that you've seen their message. That's what all this stuff is about. The fact that you can't turn that off on Instagram is so intrusive. Can the, you turn, you can't? The scene option, I think you can't turn that off if the you scene, follow each other, well, if, that, or if that, you've accepted the message. All of these things, these apps were created by anxious nerds, and, they, and everything is made to make them more comfortable, not people strong-willed with the ability to suss out that maybe people don't have the time for you, that maybe people have better things going on, that it's not about you, it's about them. Like this person goes on Instagram to get a break. Good for you, you should be able to do that. They have this green dot because there's someone out there that's gonna DM you and they're going, well, did they see it yet? Well, did they, are they gonna get back to me? Did I write it right? And it's like, yeah, that's called being a human. You're gonna have to deal with that every now and again. They have the same thing on, on Facebook Messenger. It tells you, Jared's an active user, so he gets back to people within two hours. This is all for the person who's coming to you for a favor. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's 
I, I, I am realizing right now the scene thing is so you are, are forced to like, oh, no, they've seen that. I have to respond and just make you more active on the app. Right. And it's and because that other person can get some sort of comfortability. They have. Why does everyone deserve information about me? Yes. When they come to me. Can I tell a, a slightly unrelated story? Please. I was at a coffee shop in Charleston, a nice coffee shop. and Great uh, coffee shops in Charleston. Big yeah, fan. Yes. And there were uh, college kids. I was just eavesdropping on college kids conversation, right. which is one of my favorite things to do. Love uh, an eavesdrop. And, love. I can't. I, I didn't know it was eavesdrop, mm -hmm. not eavesdrop. Oh, really? It's, uh, I had to look this up. Eaves. I did this for Monday Punday at one point. It's E-A-V-E-S, and I think eaves are like vines or some kind of plant. Really? Yeah, I don't know further etymology, but that's that's where eaves come from. Okay, like good to know. Yeah. I, I just couldn't believe I, I'm sitting here like an idiot. Eavesdrop? I'm easy dropping. Oh, there's one I had wrong <laughs> like that. That was Yeah. Um, I used to think it was pre-Madonna. Uh, like she comes before even Madonna, right? That's how that's how full of herself she is. Um, they were saying, I just heard a girl say, "Yeah," and what she does is she doesn't like her boyfriend like snooping around, so she created a fake account that follows all the people he follows, so she can hey. get on that account and see which of those posts he likes to see who's. And she was like, and his policy, you know, her policy with him is that he, you know he can he can look, but he shouldn't be liking. I was like, the intrusion, the, and, and you know how girls will no. gas each other up. They're like, that's right. a great thing you're doing. Right. Yeah, keep doing that. Right. It is, I, I mean, it is, it, it is funny, though, because, I, you know, you're not off topic. This, and this is something I talk, I, I sound like a conspiracy theorist. Like, I talk about this a lot on this podcast, of this idea that we're creating a world that is more comfortable for the people who hated the world more than the people who enjoyed the world. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we're creating a world that for people that hated going outside, that didn't like going to parties, that didn't really feel like, and listen, I sound bad because I'm talking about someone who has trouble with social interaction, mm -hmm. but the world that we're moving towards is their world, not the world of people who go, listen, there's gonna be uncomfortable parts of life, there's gonna be uncomfortable conversations, and that's kinda how it just works. You push and, through the pain, yeah. Right, and and you learn from it, mm -hmm. and you learn who you like and you don't like, and you make relationships, and those relationships become stronger. You know, the the I was listening to a podcast the other day about how people are lonelier than ever. They're spending more time alone than ever. Yes, because we are moving towards the lonely person's world and not the world of a social person. And it's funny that you're like, you're talking about this woman who's like, I've created another account to follow the guy I like, to track them, to make sure they do things I like them doing. Sounds very nerd in high school. <laughs> right? Sounds like, in, like indulging this cool woman character with a, flaws. Right, this cool person who has a boyfriend, is doing well socially, and the thing is they're afraid. They're afraid that this boyfriend or whatever is gonna hurt them, and so they are going into protection mode, and. It probably means the relationship shouldn't work, but no. it's interesting to me. It's it's paranoia being indulged. You, like, right. You, what what should happen? You should you should have those fears, and then realize realize there's no way of placating those fears. So you have right. to learn to deal with the fact that you're not going to know certain things the people you love are doing, and right. you have to maybe I don't know trust them or or, or know they're going to make it. mistakes or yeah. or go I don't trust you, and that's a reason to end this relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's just interesting to me because, listen, I see it myself. I'm, I'm talking about this because I go, oh, I do lonelier things now than I would have thought I would have been doing or that I've done in the past. Like the idea of calling someone to get a beer like that, like I haven't seen in a while. I'm like, 
do I want to do that? Do I want to spend the time? Do I want to leave the house? And I used to just be like, I'm here. What? Let's just hang out. And then mm-hmm. you get to that hangout and you go, oh, this was nice. Was I should great. have been doing this more. And the more you dread it, the more fun it is. <laughs> right. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Here with Matthew Broussard. At Monday Punday. Go follow. Go follow. We are sponsor. Joy Mode. Joy Mode's sexual performance booster is like a pre-workout, but for sex. Joy Mode makes natural and science-backed wellness products for men. Put simply, the sexual performance booster enhances sex drive and blood flow, resulting in better performance. ED prescriptions can come with all sorts of side effects, and over-the-counter gas station pills are sketchy. That's why Joy Mode was created. They knew they could do better than everyone else on the market. It's easy to use. 40 mi- 45 minutes to four hours prior to sexual activity, tear open a packet and mix with six to eight ounces of water just like your favorite electrolyte packet you'll notice better blood flow better erection quality and firmness and increased sexual energy and drive boom that's it i love this what what i love about this is just the act of doing it with a partner mm-hmm. like the act of like tearing open a joy mode looking at your your uh, your woman in the eye or what you're the guy whoever you're with in the eye and just going we're about to turn this on. This is a fun thing. Want to spice things up in the bedroom and boost your sexual performance and do it naturally without nasty prescription drugs? Joy Mode has a special offer for my listeners. Go to usejoymode.com slash JTrain or enter JTrain at checkout for 20, 20% off your first order. That's usejoymode.com slash JTrain for 20% off your first order. Thanks, Joy Mode. Other problem with nicotine makes your dick not work. Really? But one of the biggest, it's, isn't that funny? That's one of the biggest reasons I quit. Of like cancer, heart disease. <laughs> oh, they, your dick gets soft they, in the heat of the moment. No, they, unacceptable. They say most inventions are via sex or war. Yeah. So it makes sense. <laughs> like none of them. It's not cancer treatment. Yeah, they talk about like the greatest inventors uh, and scientists all discovered stuff while they were single because they wanted to get laid, like Einstein. <laughs> I mean, relativity was like this will this will really warm up her britches. This is all back to my thing about social media. It's yeah. created by people who were like, "How do I get laid without disappointment?" Hot or not? Hot or not? Yeah, it was becomes Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. How do I look at women or talk to women without having to feel them hate that they're talking to me? Yep. Luxury lounge lunch meat melt letdown. Jared, love everything you do. I'll get right to my complaint. As a busy working mom of four. Thank you for listening. Mom of four. Wow. Love it. I was so excited when my local grocery store began offering the option to do to order lunch meat online. I was overjoyed that I could now place my order in the morning and pick it up after school drop-off without standing in a long line. But every single time I grab my order, something is wrong. This means I have to go to the very the very lunch meat counter I was hoping to avoid and wait while they fix the problem. A bologna order labeled and priced as ham, plain chicken being provided instead of barbecue chicken, etc., etc. Now that the employees are swamped with online orders, they completely ignore any live human being standing at the corner for upwards of 10 minutes. So this means I am now waiting longer for my online order to be fixed than I would have if I just ordered it live in the first place. To make matters worse, the overwhelmed employees are offended by any person asking for service and usually bark something like, do you need something? In a tone (laughs) that means, how dare you ask us for something? I won't even get started on how my request for thinly sliced cheese always ends up being the thickest slices I've ever seen. (sighs) 
and raging. Easier and faster to cut, cut it that way, I guess. Despite that I began adding a note to the order saying, please slice very thin. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it, but no one cares. Then for the whole week, my sandwiches are ruined by the unnecessarily thick cheese and I curse the employees each time I put out a slice. I totally have sympathy for the overwhelmed and overworked employees, but guess what? I'm overwhelmed and stressed too. Four and the, kids. The, the, yeah, four kids. And the inattention, uh, inattention to detail is wasting both of our time. Please tell me I'm not out of line, dreading this every week and cursing people out over my ruined sandwiches. I didn't know I had a sister. <laughs> what? We're both complaining about over-serving dairy. Right. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is, oh. this is, uh, and I, I, I feel even worse for her because like grocery shopping sucks. You right. have to do it. You have to have a tactical plan. You have to have a list. Right. You want, you want to zigzag through that market efficiently. This is different than coffee. Coffee. I'm on my time. I get Who cares? It. Yeah, and whatever. I, it's already an indulgence in a way. Right. Um, this is, I got to get the food. I got to get in. I got to get out. This is a part of my day, mm-hmm. but not a part of my day that I want to like spend any more time on than I have to. She found this offer, which isn't even, if it they, if it's not working, it's not working. They got to get rid of it. The fact that she's writing, I know exactly what she's doing. I have ordered online for deli meat. I have stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. I totally agree with what she's saying. When you order at the sliced meat counter, you have to stand over them like you are their manager. Yeah. You have to show them with your hand. Again, this goes back to the coffee order complaint. You have to go, because I like, when I get sliced turkey, I like it thin, but not paper thin. Yeah. I And I say to them, I go, I want it. Shelby's shaking his head. I'm serious. I've seen you eat You see me eat deli meat. What thickness? It matters because it I matters. like. No, it matters because you've seen me eat deli meat because I am taking. I want to be able to take one slice and peel the whole thing off without it breaking. When it's too thin, you get a little tiny piece, little tiny piece, little tiny piece. Now I'm getting minced chicken. Now I'm getting. This is uh, this is horrible. No, you want three. When you make a sandwich, you want to be able to fold the sandwich. If you're on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing. Yeah. You want to be able to put one piece and and fold like it a on itself. Shirt. Like, yes. Yeah. You like Austin it, Powers. Yeah. Totally. Like a ruffle shirt. And unless you're standing there, because then what they get to do, they go, you go, I want a thin slice, not too thin. Mm-hmm. Then they go, let me show you some. They always hold it up. Is this good? A little thicker. Now we're now we're working together. They give together. you a taste. Of, you they give you a slice? taste. I never take the taste. I, I, like I the taste. do, but I'm like I don't like I don't like free things. I don't I don't trust it. Can we admit that deli workers are like the pharmacists of food? Right. They got the jacket on. They got the jacket on. They, they kind of take themselves a little too seriously. Right. It takes longer. Just going to the deli is such a laborious task. Right. When the rest of shopping is so amazingly efficient. Do you go in and get the the ticket first? And then go do some shopping. I've honestly given up on deli meat because it's such a process. It is a process. I'll go when buy a cat's sandwich, but I don't want to make it for myself anymore because it's just right. not worth the work. And you buy a pound thinking it's a lot and it lasts you three sandwiches. And you're like, I thought that was going to be a week's worth of <laughs> right. deli meat. Well, the, sometimes if they cut it too thick, that's like one sandwich. Because mm-hmm. you're like, I go on three slices. It is, when you order it online, it is as if they take, they slice it up. Uh-huh. And then they take it and they smush it together. And then they put it in the back closet, and then you go, oh, and then it gets delivered, and you're like, why do I have this brick of turkey? A, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And if they're not going to read the note, then there's no, then don't even take the order. Yeah. 
And for a mother of four, is there any food uh, other than jelly sandwiches that you can make yourself that's healthy and filling, right. easy to pack, easy to transport. You don't have to microwave it at your office. Right. For kids, my parents made me deli sandwiches for lunch every day. It's like the easiest way to be full and healthy. Right. There's and, no other option. And that's the thing. You have taken an item that is a necessity. A necessity. You know, mother of four's life, and you've made it more difficult than it has to be. Mm-hmm. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We got time for one more, Shelby? Let's do one more. We can go very luxurious or we can go regular. Have we done very luxurious? This one's called private airports in their bathrooms. You ever flown pi- private? No. 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 I've gotten See, close. With I'm the... jealous of you not flying. Because you open for Burt Kreischer. He yeah. does us some private flights. Yeah, but I'm always coming out from the East Coast to meet him somewhere. So Got it. I've flown private and I'm almost jealous of you. Don't see it. Don't don't okay. see it if you can't get back to it. Because now I, I was in. I didn't even get. Because I don't already I already have enough airline complaints. Jesus, I, mean, I could do an air episode of airline complaints. We, we have to put them aside for another day. Luxury lounge, private airports, and their bathrooms. Dear Jared and the steam guests, all the feathers. You say you want specificity and luxury. I think I have the perfect combo of just that. I often find myself in private airports after a flight. Think private jets and helicopters. These airports are meant for the upper crust and oftentimes free snacks, coffee, drinks, swimming pools. I've never seen a swimming pool in a private airport. Doha has one now at the regular pool. Yeah, 25 meters. And comfy lounges. They are great for unwinding after a flight or preparing for your next journey. My complaint is that in a place built for luxury, the women's washrooms often come up short. Sure, they have free mouthwash, feminine products, and hand towels, but what they often are missing is a simple shelf in the actual stall itself. I won't accept not having access to my phone to enjoy Instagram or work on the day's Wordle while I use the facilities. But afterwards, I'm left with the option options of fitting my phone into a non-existent pocket or staring at the floor and wondering what the safe radius of grossness is from the toilet itself. As I ultimately juggle my phone in my hands like a circus act while trying to get my clothing situated and praying it doesn't drop. Is it too much to ask in a place of luxury for a small shelf that is often found in public restrooms to place my phone as I become presentable again? Sincerely, Bozo and Bougie. What do you think? I, I don't even think the private jet part of this yeah. Doesn't even well, it, shelves in bathrooms. G- generally I will say that uh, I have never flown private for but for the amount of money that's being paid. Right. You get to complain. Right. I so I've flown private. What they're saying is right. You go basically to like this house and there I've the one in what's it called? Teterboro. Teterboro. There's a popcorn machine, coffee machine, um light snacks, a mm-hmm. little bit of alcohol out very serve yourself. It is like the Delta Sky Club with no one working there. No one, just take as you go. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And then they have the bathroom. They do have some mouthwash. They got some nice things in the bathroom. But it is not a high-end place. And here's the thing I will say to them. The beauty of flying private is you go when you want to go. So it is interesting to me that they're like, oh, the place where you wait for the flight at the place that waiting doesn't exist. So this means this person doesn't own the plane. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of flying private. Whoever's paying, you go when they get there. Yeah. So if you're not the paying person, which I have been, I am not the paying person, you go, ooh, it's so nice. They got a popcorn machine. They got a coffee machine. The people who pay have no fucking clue 
what shelves exist in the bathroom because they walk in, they go, let's go, and no one breaks stride. It's the most unbelievable thing, especially because we've been, we have a lifetime of going, shoes off, shoes on. Uh, don't leave your bags off. while don't, you go to the bathroom. Right, don't leave your bags. you got to bring things with you. And then we look at the Sky Lounge, the Delta Sky Club, we go, ooh, luxury. And it's like, no, uh-uh. Luxury is never stopping your stride to get onto the flight, to go, yeah, I'd like to leave at four. And you leave at four. That's luxury. So I understand this person's complaint. I agree with them. But it's kind of, I understand where the people are like, we don't need a shelf in the bathroom. Who even... People go in their house, mm-hmm. they drive here whenever they want to go on their flight, and then they take off. So you're saying the lounge for the plane is not for the person paying for the plane. Right. Yeah. And that's why it will never improve. I still think, yeah, I still think having a, it's nice to have, to not interact with the floor in any way, shape, or form in any kind of bathroom. I agree. This is a peasant who experienced Elysium. <laughs> And now they're complaining that there's no peasant pleasantries in Elysium. And I, that the only reason I understand this is because I've been in that waiting room where you're waiting for the person who paid for the flight. You're going, oh, the popcorn. I'm sitting there chomping on popcorn being like, and then I look at like the person who's like brought me and I go, mm. you got like a popcorn here? He goes, I never noticed. Because yeah. he's always on the fucking plane. And because he's paying so much. He was right. like, yeah, that's not free coffee. Right. <laughs> right. That's not, gonna, oh, they're giving me coffee for the 100000 I'm dropping? Right. Yeah. And also oh, the extra, thank you. I'm not spending an extra hour here to spend, if you're not, if you're doing the buy the hour NetJets thing, mm-hmm. that's more money to spend. They're going, no, 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 we're leaving. I do appreciate the uh, transparency of that person to bring up a complaint like that. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I listen, love I encourage, that. even though I send me one again, I, I agree with them. There should be shelves in every toilet. Mm-hmm. Shelves that's, everywhere. Yeah. That's my, everywhere. that's how I run for president. Shelves in every toilet and a coat hanger for sure. I've definitely just set my coat on the, on the ground. I in had this bathroom. happen the other night and <sighs> I've never been, and you, you go, you just like this person said, you kind of look at the ground and you go, how gross is this? And I'm not, I'm like a disgusting person. Right. I'm like, I don't care. I don't, I'll, eat, I'll eat food off the floor. Yeah, and, I'm with you. But, but like, that's, that's, that's a line. You do, you have that moment. You see no coat hanger. You go, I guess I'm putting it on the floor. I guess I'm, guess I'm putting pee on my jacket. Yep. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Matthew Broussard, thank you so much for coming thank on. You for this was fantastic. Oh, oh everyone go follow therapy. Matthew at, at Monday Punday on Instagram, TikTok, um, as well as Twitter. I'll be posting on my socials. Go follow So Funny Detroit. He's doing shows New Year's Eve, doing shows the whole weekend. Go to the shows. You will have a blast. You will love Matthew Broussard. I'm Jared Freed. If you're listening right now, go join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Got extra podcasts. If you're here this late in the show, you're having a good time. And we'll be back next week. Boom.